It's time for another Game Day, hosted by Flames Nation and Barn Burner at Greta Bar YYC. Join the crew at our favorite Game Day watch party spot, Greta Bar YYC, Saturday, March 23rd to watch Calgary take on Vancouver. Doors open at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10. Good food, good prizes, and a guaranteed good time. This event is brought to you by McLeod Law LLP and Village Honda. Get your tickets at nationgear.ca before they sell out. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, we're up and rolling here on whatever day it is. Welcome to the uh, the podcast. It is uh, it's Boomer, it's Warner, it's Pinder in any particular order. Uh, here in the Tower Chrysler Studios, separately together in the Tower Chrysler Studios, as we do this thing for Tower Chrysler. Uh, uh, question: So, if I want for Tower Tower Chrysler, if I want to buy a, a, a Jeep, can you buy one there? I yes, can. Okay. Uh, what if I want to? Dodge Ram, big pickup. Tons, yeah. Yeah. Um, what if I want uh, like a Wagoneer, the Jeep Wagoneer? Can I get that there? Believe. I saw one there the, when I was there last week. Mm-hmm. What was that? They, uh, uh, that they uh, Jeep with the, the truck tread? That's the Gladiator. Yeah, they oh. got those. That's all you, Dean. You're a Gladiator. Big That's time. me, buddy. Yeah. Can I ask you something? Go ahead. Are you growing your hair out? Ooh. I need a haircut. That's on. That's on the cooker today. No, no, no. So, okay, I, I figured that would be your answer, but I thought about it because I noticed it yesterday. I think maybe it's time for a change. Let it buck a little. What? Then I'll cut my hair. Dean can be the long-haired hippie. What do you think? Get some flow going. Can we uh, trade it for a, a Warner mustache? That'd be cool. I'll grow a stash, baby. Yeah. Look at that, hey! You always talked about that upper lip, Dino. Look at this, like the chin, meh, no big deal. The upper lip, follicles per square inch. Yeah, Ooh. no, nowhere will you find more follicles per capita than on that uh, upper lip. 
But no, back I, to you. I, Do you think uh, you yeah. could, when's the last time you let it buck that hair? Oh, like uh, college. Hey, but even then, it. even then, it was a party in the back only. Well, do it. Nice Mumsy might on. like a little recap, you know, a revisit to younger mm. boom. No, Mumsy's brought it up a few times. When are you getting your haircut? Mm. Uh, well, yeah, because so it's awkward. Today, can you get it's, a haircut? Can you? It's awkward stage right now. Is it? Sorry, I banged the table. Between her? Right. Yeah, it's awkward stage. You got to get through the awkward stage. It's okay. So you're saying like mullet, get the mullet going. I just, I'd like to see some flow on that 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 head of he yours. looks like he's selling insurance and like he's a personality you could do you have a little more fun right yeah get something happening no you know what it is i'm starting to uh it, i'm looking like a, a, an old woman is what's happening because the longer the hair goes the more gray hair there is and the longer <laughs> it goes it gets all poofy like this Die that right, shit this here is like it's as tight as i can get it with uh whatever the shit you put in your hair is like it's without it it's <sighs> It's out to here. Oof. I yeah. walked by my kid's bathroom the other day and I noticed a welding glue. <laughs> yeah. Pardon? That's yeah. the strength they're using. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. is that? What did like what did we have when we were younger? Like dippity doo. Like dippity what the hell do. did we have? We didn't have any of that shit. It's sugar water. Yeah, it was, uh, but no, it's the last time I was in for a haircut, it had been a while and the, the guy was like, oh, you should, uh, you should let it go. Do like, yes. the whole, like the, like the Berkey thing. I'm not ready for the Berkey thing. Why? I don't know. Um, get the helmet. That was live it up. Boom, boom. Yeah. Come on. Let's take not a vote. Yeah. Jack, Jack oh, attack. Okay. You know how to do a vote thing? Do a vote on the. Yeah. Put it in the old, uh, the chat. Get a poll going here. Yeah. Poll. There you That's go. That's the word. That'd be great, Jack. Thanks. We'll uh, have the results by the uh, end of the show today. Uh, not what, not where I thought we were going to go. So yes, welcome to the Tower Chrysler Studios. You know who doesn't have long hair is Serge. He takes her down to the wood. There Joy. is he's he does not need welding glue. It's like <laughs> tight all the way around. Always looking, always looking sharp. Uh, so no, that's uh, that's not going to. Sorry, retro. Probably going to be haircut. Uh, Haircut time. All right, today. well, then cut out sugar like search. Okay, then I'll cut the sugar water out. Uh, we got a lot going on the go today. We got nope. a little McLeod Law for you a little bit later on, the Pinder Report. We're going to, uh, the Flames hired a GM yesterday. Who knew? And uh, there's hockey. There was hockey last night and hockey tonight. So, Has anyone else uh, not been dragged into these two series given they both look like leaping uh, blowouts i am dragged into the florida series and i get that that's good my, my kid loves the panthers i'm actually here's a debate for the redster yo he loves the panthers i know my buddy jovo's got a suite down there oh do you make the trip what do you I mean you do yeah yes let's now, what go you don't do is go to games three and four Go to game six. Well, I need to know when the schedule's out because I've got a lot on the go, you know. You are a busy guy, I know. Yeah. Why would you wait till game six? Well, if you go you for three and four, you got it. You got a few days. You want to go the, watch a non-elimination game or elimination game? You're talking to the Redster. He can go wherever as many times as he wants. Like he can go three, four, one, nine. One like he can go to all. One the time, games. I end, I landed in Florida and I stayed for three months. I know. One time. 
Well, wasn't it? It was. Then you uh, went to fucking Scottsdale for another month or two. Holy shit! I had a nice. De- I had a great deal on a house. I couldn't leave. It was like what Kachuk was saying. His old man went down, and was in. He was staying at his place in Florida for games one and two. Like you know, we're not there, right? So yeah, just hanging out at the house. Just go down. Oh, we don't have home ice though. Don't care. We'll be here when you get here. Whenever that is, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll be here. Just leave the key under the mat and we'll be fine. Perfect. Um, and I would think it's got to be cheap living down there this time of year, right? Hotels in Florida can't be that expensive in late May. Hotter than the, as my dad would have said, hotter than the hubs of hell down there. Wouldn't it be? Hubs. Yeah, I'm going to have to take a few shirts if I'm going to yeah. go down there. Tarpless. Let the bulldog no. eat. No. Rink will be a good place. Cool air. Perfect. Yeah, man. So where would you, if, because again, it's, we're talking about sunrise. It's not Miami. Yes, for Lago, basically. If we're going down, where do we, uh, where are we going to stay? Where, what's the best area for proximity to games, but you don't want to wow. stay right there, probably. You can stay right out there by the big dumb mall, but it's no fun. I'll you stay with Wales Rib, don't you? That's where you're going. Yeah, the problem with oh, you could stay near the 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 rib the the Wales Rib location would be okay. Probably just Lauderdale though, because then you can hop on the five ninety five, head west, curve around, sawgrass. You're there. What's the name of the uh, the bar that's got the live feed? You can always check in on uh, what the hell's happening at the bar. That would be the Elbow Room. It's uh, they've had uh, they've had the webcam there since I played. Oh dear. And like what do we see on uh, probably a lot the bar yeah. and you know back in the day no one knew what <laughs> about webcams or that they were now people are probably checking in on people i was Speaking gonna say chat uh, people uh, got in I, trouble there i'm guessing yeah i see red i see you're in the chat you're chatting as we speak you're in oh, nashville very tomorrow. engaging yes very engaged in the program it's just good to see what are you doing in nashville Jamie Lundmark called me in like February. He runs hockey stuff in Philly. And he said, he asked if my oldest wanted to go play in a tournament. And I said, where? And he said, Nashville. And I said, yes, yes, please. That is the correct answer. So two Nashville trips in like three months. Is that what we're talking about? Shuttler's coming on this one. Look out. Get your dancing shoes. Get your dancing shoes on. Give me one sec. Are you all right there, Dean? You having a malfunction? Uh-oh. He just quit. He's done. He's had it. Fun working with him. <laughs> kind of. Can't work in these conditions. I'm done. Had it. Um, I'm looking at the elbow room camera right now. They got a bunch of feeds. They got the beach cam, the patio cam. They've got the band cam where the dance floor is, the bar, and then some parking lot filled with semis, which is really boring. But uh, yeah. not quite hot yet, Rhett. Not hopping yet. Well, 12. there's a guy with a guitar, but I feel like outside's probably the place to be inside right now. Why would you do that to yourself? No. And it's Fort Lauderdale, not Miami. There you go. Yeah, Miami's too far. Pain in the ass. That drive. Yeah. Oof. All right. Lots of traffic down there. If there's a fender bender, it can really well, derail the day. Yeah, the bars. There's one loser there. That's it. Well, that That's could be us, Pinder. That could be us. We could be that loser. I'd Damn love to be that loser right now. It looks nice down there. Fuck. When are we going on a trip? When's that happening? Anytime Next soon? month? Fingers crossed. Going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. What's that one from? Um, Flying through the sky. Little Einstein. 
Now, Pinder, I have to guys. call you out here. If I oh, was good. to have said, if I was to have said, you know, I'm not really getting into the hockey. The hockey's kind of, you know, it's, uh, you'd yep. be like, what are you talking about? Round one was this and round two was that. You'd be crushing me for suggesting that maybe it isn't, it isn't great. Now, no, you're I, saying I that it's not bringing you in. First two rounds I love, and then I just, I'm fatigued. I want to watch baseball more. And being I say this all the time, and helpful. you give me shit. That we love we round one, we do. I love, I love round two. I get fatigued. I agree. You're not again. You're talking and not listening. I always say that round one is great. Round two, still, but by the time you get to round three, there's just four teams left, and it's summer outside. It's uh, and unless well, your team is in it, it's yeah. hard. And then you compound it with lopsided situations. Then yeah, yeah. I absolutely it's hard. The weird factor as well is that we had so many blowouts in round two, right? Like they were long series, some of them, but it was like, think of that Dallas, Seattle, nine, three, seven, two, five, two. Like it's just like now we're getting close games, but the series are lopsided. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Now you said before we came in that uh, it's not like we're cutting video or going through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, we're talking about in season versus out of season, but uh, I didn't realize the boom cat has been uh, burning the midnight oil, breaking tape, trying to get that always. video scouting job. Yeah, always. So if you, maybe like Ryan or whoever, if you didn't watch the game last night, it was Dallas and Vegas. In Dallas, we've been talking about how crazy these Texas crowds are and all of that. Um, a lot happened last night, but rather than tell you what happened, mm. uh, I, I condensed it for you. You know how it's like Jays in 30 or whatever? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. This is Stars in 60. This is kind of how the night went for the Dallas Stars last night, just in case you missed it. A lot went on. There was a play in the first two games with a lower body injury. Shot in the goal. Marcia so Vegas. Shut up. Area lose their captain walk price ice and a goal power play goal put it on the stick of carrier and he scores not very sharp here in the first seven minutes he's headed back down the tunnel to get his mask on a shocking start here three goals on jake ottinger in the first seven minutes and ten seconds petrangelo scores This is so unnecessary. So this is multiple penalties against Max Domi. Oh, it's a smattering of booze. There aren't enough people still here to have it be loud. And those who made the trip in to cheer for the Golden Knights are loving it. Yeah. Not competitive. No. And Jamie Benn, the captain, did a great job of putting his team down early. No good. Um, the final was D-U-M. D-U-M. <laughs> Not even the B, just D-U-M. Lost the B. Ottinger, three goals and five shots, seven minutes and ten seconds into the hockey game. He gets yarded. In comes uh, the old Wedgwood. Oh, Scotty. A minute 50, basically. Jamie Benn collides with Mark Stone, comes down with the cross check across the side of the neck, as you heard in the jaw area. <laughs> and gets five in a game and that jaw was region jar rule uh it was mm. over it was absolutely over they were and dadnov went down just a brutal night you yeah. couldn't have you couldn't have had a worse night what's ottinger steel i don't know man say, where's this cat last year fuck 
He was unbelievable against Calgary. Unbelievable. Couldn't beat him. You know what goalies are, though, right? How do you? I know. Honestly, what goal? Teams that are likely going to go to the final. You got a dude that's been below league average for five years, making 10 million bucks. Before that, he was a stud. This No one would have taken this guy at half the money for free. No one. On the other side, a guy that's a four stringer that got traded for the fourth rounder this year. Like it's, this is fucking bananas. These, the, the, the goalies that have got you this far. And they're huge parts of how these teams have gotten here. It's just you couldn't have predicted it. Who could have seen this coming? After that series last year against Dallas, it just felt like the you know, stars have got their goalie for the yep. next 10, 12 years. This is their, their set they, net. Don't worry about but, anything. And RFA was about, well, you were kind of beating the, somebody should sign this guy. Offer sheet that cat. Offer sheet this guy. And now, throughout this playoff, and they've been talking a little bit about it, he's really susceptible up high over the shoulders. Mm. Good, good down low, but... That one shot was it was right in the middle of the net, and he still whiffed on it. So I don't know what's up with Ottinger. I, you're probably not going to have Ben for the next game at least. Oh fuck! As if, if what you do see you him again this year, that'd be stunning to me. But the only reason I say that is because who knows with the league. Office. What the hell was he thinking? I don't know, Red. You tell me. God, what was he thinking? Like, how can you do that? When you're, like, that's such a huge game. Like, I, what was the score at that point? Does anyone know at the time? I feel like it's one, one nothing. One nothing. So, so the game's not out of reach. You win that Dude, game. it was a minute 50 into the game. Yeah, and the, I think Marsha Show's goal was like a minute 11 in. Yeah, so it it's one, one nothing. nothing. And it's like, you're not out of it. This isn't settling scores and setting up the next game. And now instead, it's a huge penalty. And instead of having a chance to make a 2-1 in this series and you're a game away from tying this thing, it's fucking curtains. D-U-M. If, if he's, I don't know. That, I, the first thing I thought of, to be quite honest with you, is that there's been situations in Dallas with him before and the owner, and and it's... Right, yeah. It, yeah. Does it turn into a situation where they're like, get this guy out of here as good as he might be and i like how he plays and he plays and can you even move him i don't know but is this one of those spots where you're like you're our captain we're in the semifinals. we're at home down one and you cross someone checks a guy in the face because he bumped into you yeah i, I got the video on the pinder report and well, there's some other stuff uh post game that that fell out as well nine and a half a year for two more years he's 33 Today turns 34 this summer. I and just want this point. Like he, I mean, he's been fine, but yeah, it's yeah. that's there's no there isn't. I, I saw the thing. math. It's like 204 or something is when you're three nothing up in in round three or at least the semifinals. Yeah. Even going back to when the playoffs weren't as deep as they are. So this this one's done. Um, Both done. Fuck. Aiden Hill pitching a shutout. Bobrovsky cannot be beaten. Just absolutely frustrating the Carolina Hurricanes out of their minds. Told you this. We got off the phone or the, the show yesterday. You can't shoot at the net on Bobrovsky. The Canes are smart. They're shooting wide of the net, looking for tips. The uh, neither of these goalies started the postseason for their teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's another wrinkle. It's not like they're hot coming in. Bobrovsky was, lost his job to journeyman Alex Lyon, not a prospect. Like, quad A, Alex Lyon played, what, four games in round one? 
the only difference, I guess, would be, I don't know if if Brassois hadn't gotten injured, if he wouldn't be doing the same thing. I don't think Aiden Hill has been, he, he's been just fine. He's been steady, and that's all they've really needed him to be. There's no way the Panthers are anywhere without yeah, Bobrovsky. I'd agree with that. And I think to, to give Vegas credit, and Florida as well. Like it's it's been a tougher path for Florida. You had to face the Bruins. Toronto is a really good team that outchanced them, chance the most of that series. Bobrovsky single handedly gets you in a spot to make that a short series. And it's not a knock on the Panthers. It's just if you're going to play tenacious and well, and then your goalie gets into a zone like this, where you go, gone. Next round. <laughs> Do we expect Bobrovsky to be great next year? No, no, but if he's great for another right? few weeks. I, yeah. I, I know. I mean, it's not a criticism. I was thinking about mm-hmm. that, too. I'm like, he's on a roll. He's going to win a cup, and next year they're going to start him, and halfway through the year they're going to be going. Uh, well, what is there, two, three years left on that, and they still got Spencer Knight? Bobrovsky is going to be so drunk all summer if they <laughs> Trade win. Trade him. He'll be 240 pounds and Con just. Smythe. Stanley Cup trade. Oh, yeah. Oh, weird. You <laughs> traded the Conn Smythe winner? Yeah. Yeah, yes. we cut him, actually. Yes, we did. This would you be the year. Him. Him. Oh, yeah, God. we just knew he was going to be straight shit after winning. So, hey, thanks, Bob. Here's your ring. Fuck off. Who was That's it in bullies, Dallas man. before? That's actually. Who was the guy in Dallas? It took Hadobin. Him to the... yeah. We're not going oh. home. We're not going home. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to sign him. He had a great playoff run. How'd that turn out? Three and a half a year for the Texas Stars of the AHL last two years. Uh, but bromsky has got two more years, of, three more years of 10. Oh, my God, three more years. <laughs> hey, and, if he wins you a cup, he did what he was supposed mm-hmm, to. 100%. And honestly, as, as moronic as it was to go Spencer Knight and then seven days later sign Sergei Bobrovsky and spend $14.5 on net minding, if you win a cup, who cares how you got there? Maybe he'll get for, hurt. I kind of feel for some of those guys on the Dallas team because yeah. they didn't have a chance. What does, the hell are you talking about? They I'm didn't just talking. Ch- what I'm saying last night, Ben does what he does. Kill and it your off. Goalie, your goalie lets in three on the first five shots. You'd be sitting on the bench being like, what the f- Guys, what the fuck are we doing? Well, but the the one nice thing about being down three, it was early. You had fifty minutes yeah, yes. left, right? It's game, you you're down two games to none. Finally, you're back at home. It's not must win, but it's yeah, like but guys, we need so our best so, game of the season. So you're in the Stanley Cup semifinals, and you go down a few early, and you just say fuck it, we'll pack it in. Pardon my French. I'm I'm not saying that. I just uh, you'd be sour. You'd be looking up and down the bench and be like, well, oh, you can be sour too. We're Get two going. minutes into the game. We're seven minutes in. We're down three nothing. Our starters out. Our captains in in the showers. How the fuck did we get here? It was uh, I couldn't wow. believe what I was seeing. I agree, but that's for fans to think, not players on the bench. Yeah, Pavelski is the only guy I feel for. That that's a guy that you know. You get all these types of situations unfold in San Jose. How many runs did they have that fell short? Well, how about Pete DeBoer? Yep. He's had like what five semifinals in the last eight years? Yeah. San Jose at least once, Vegas once or twice, and now this. Well, yeah. was he in Jersey? Yeah. Way back. When they went? Yeah. Might have been. Yeah, might anyway. have been. And Jamie Ben, not that it means anything, but he doesn't come out and talk after the game. I so think that means something. So DeBoer comes out 
and does his best not to even defend, but just to kind of take some of the sting away. It's like, guy made a mistake. He feels terrible. Like, it's, I feel like you should talk. It. If you're someone that doesn't speak the language or a bit part or, but like you've got a letter on you, there's a responsibility. And I think yesterday's announcement of Conroy and the talk about a Ginla, there was a lot of talks about Iggy and I think it was Vicky Hall that used to write for the Herald was saying, no matter how bad a loss was, and there were some dark times where Jerome was the leader of that group, he'd always be at his stall ready to talk to the media. Never mind conference finals, never mind the stakes, never mind that it wasn't a team that you have to stand up and talk about, but your own mistake. Like this screams, we can't let him wear the C next year. It's that type of an egregious yeah. fault in my mind. Now, I don't know the room and I don't know Jamie Ben at all, but this doesn't feel like captain behavior. And he's not typically a snap show, right? I mean, he's yeah, an intimidating he's done a few dumb thing that I think big, you know, big forward. But yeah, it's uh, I, I I'm with you. I just because all the I would think you played retro, so I can only imagine. But I would think the whole thing would be the importance of this game and our start and all that. Everybody would be talking. Well, let's have a good start. We need to come off. We got to start. And it, the game isn't two minutes old, and you've cross-checked their captain across the face. Yeah, and the goal is irrelevant. Yeah, in a way, really. Like, right, you're down one. Well, that's it's your first not, shift. Yeah, for Christ's sake, that's not part of it. <laughs> but the cross-check's big because now you're killing for five as well. Like, it's a shitty. It's a. And again, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, it wasn't a. There was no oops to it. No. It was a, I'm going to finish this guy's face into the ice with a cross check. And it's I don't think it was a, selfish. That's the sad thing, right? It wasn't a particularly dirty hit by Stone, oh, even. They it just was hardly collided. anything. It was, yeah. a, it was coincidental contact. Jesus. Yeah. Well, like, I could see if you had a guy and you took a run at him and, and, and drilled him in the boards because you were trying to change the momentum of something, or even if there was a scrum and you drill someone in the beak oh okay well he's trying to get the boys back into her get her come on let's oh this was just what the guy hit me well and again the time of the game like you've got a lot of runway to settle a score if you need to you can take a number there <laughs> this isn't like the last time you're playing the bruins because they're out of conference and we got to settle a score with Marshant. like come on man use your brain so you move on. It's a three nothing series lead. Both series are now basically in must win games for the other teams. And it just feels like, Hey, Carolina, could they win tonight? Sure. Could Dallas put up? It just, again, feels like we're prolonging the inevitable. So just finish this thing up then. And let's bump the, yep. the final up so, by a, a few days, a handful of days, if we can, let's get this thing going. Cause I don't know what, is it going to have to be a 3-2, 3-3 series before you really buy into there being a chance for either the Canes or the Stars at this point? Feels oh. like it. And both teams just are in a groove. Like that Vegas team caught Edmonton looking lazy in game one coming off the Laguna vacation. Everyone but Dreisaitl looked flat. And then they got thumped in game two, and it was the Mark Spector Oilers have a commanding 1-1 lead coming home. And it, it, everyone felt like that. Like you had tweeted, Dino, like there's there's the Oilers that you should be fearful of in game two. But since then, Vegas has been rolling. They've been steady. They've not allowed much five-on-five. Five. And on the other side, since the Panthers have got Bob going early against uh, the Leafs, like 
they, they don't care if they're outchanced or that they, they come up with clutch goals. They're going to get a lot of saves. Like, let's go. I think both teams have a huge belief right now that they yes. can go up against anyone and have success. Big time. Vegas and Florida. Not sure I saw that. Because across the league, if there was maybe a division leader or winner that I had less confidence in, it might not. Like, I just felt like it was probably Vegas. Yeah. And no one was looking at Florida to be a threat at all coming in. Oh, they were going to get absolutely best, worked. Best team of all time. They were going to get Come absolutely on. might be over in three games. And it, and they were down three one in that series. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't far off the for them being worked over no. by Boston like, either. You're talking about uh one disc in Bergeron's back, and that might be a four or five game series. They're out. Cute you got in. Thank Pittsburgh for losing to Chicago Columbus. You're not there yet. Thanks for coming in, Alex Lyon. And instead, here we are, a win away from the cup final. And Rhett getting a tattoo. Yes, on where? Did we narrow down a body part yet? His titty. Oh, yeah. Look at Look at Is that from all the sprinting you're doing? <laughs> you should see it bounce when I yeah. sprint. <laughs> that muscle that bounces. It really does. Yeah, it really does. Well, the Flames hired Craig Conroy yesterday as the general manager. We kind of, I know we talked about a lot on the, uh, on the show yesterday, but it's had time to sink in. And of course you get to hear everybody else have their opinions and see what all the, all the guys in Toronto and at the networks, what they all think. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of, uh, they should have gone with this guy. There's not a lot of second guessing. I don't think across. And with that list, it was public. I'm sorry. Like any one of those other guys would be like bit of a squint and like, really? So, uh, and hearing Connie speak yesterday was really refreshing. I thought it was great. The press conference was nails. He did some other one-on-ones that were good. And um, he was not afraid to note things that he thought weren't right this year and that will be different next year. Without saying Daryl, without saying Brad, it was, here's a situation I wasn't comfy with the last two years, and that's going to change next year. The captaincy was one. He said, I don't like filling the last couple of roster spots with veterans. I want to see room for young guys, which I've always thought was, you know, you can go find the guy that they're giving PTOs in the last, you know, their 13th forward. Like those guys cross the waivers every week. You don't need to go sign them and clog up the roster. And he said, we've been too veteran heavy. Brad liked veterans. And then Daryl came and we got more vets. There's uh, there's going to be a pathway for some young guys, which Rhett, you've talked about for a long time. This group is needed. I like that approach. I'm not convinced. I, I agree with it. He says in principle, as far as, but what I've said on the show and what I truly believe is it has to be earned. Don't just give somebody a seat. If there's a leader in the room, that's who it is, but they have to be a leader and they have to earn it and they have to have respect to their teammates. Don't just name someone. Cause you haven't had anyone. I agree. And I think also from the outside, we can try to handicap it. It's it's not there. People in the room know, no one else, right? We can say, oh, this guy's not this or that guy's that. Only the people in that room really know who commands everyone's attention. And if the room wants a captain and the GM wants a captain, don't be surprised that we have a captain in the fall. Here's some of what he had to say at the press conference yesterday. And I, I probably for a lot of people, they've heard it, but Red, I wanted to get your reaction to uh, some of this. We'll start with the uh, unrestricted free agents. We've talked a lot about it. Hmm. At the end of next year, there's a lot of guys that need a contract seven, as it turns out. Uh, Conroy was asked about orders of business and things that he has to uh, tackle. And obviously 
all those contracts coming due in a year are near the top of that list. An unrestricted free agents. I kind of feel like I know where those guys are at, but that was as assistant GM. That was those conversations. This would be different conversations. So I do think I want to get where they're at. You know, obviously we can't go into a season with seven UFAs. It just doesn't make sense. We got to, we got to make sure we do it right for the Calgary Flames. So we're going to look at all those options. And you know what? Did we have an underachieve last year? Yeah, that starts right at the top with us and all the way down coaching staff and the players. We did underachieve. Do I think, do I think we were a playoff team last year? 100%. I was shocked that we didn't make it, but and it's unacceptable. You know, and that starts with us. So, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna look at everything, and then uh, you know make those those decisions. But I do think with the guys we have here, we can definitely make the playoffs. But we have seven on. So, I mean, in in Connie fashion, kind of meanders through a few th- different things there. But he talked about how you can't come into the year with seven pending UFAs. And I know Pinder, that's something you've kind of said, and it's hard to. Unless you are in all of those meetings and you sit down and you know what they want, if they want to extend for how many years, for how much, you yeah. you can't really, you, you can't really say, here's exactly what I think they should do. Yeah, keep this guy, guy, that guy. So, well, you don't know what you're getting in trade and you don't know what the guy's going to cost. So, I mean, Connie knows, but I, I'm, I think we're, we'd all be on the same page saying this is a summer to assess trade value of all these guys and see, okay, wow, I didn't know I could get that much. Or, geez, that's, that market's soft for that guy. It's also an off-season to talk about what dollar figure guys would be comfortable saying, I will pen something to stay here long-term. And then it's also an off-season to assess, okay, like where where's the market at? Where's the cap at? Can we get more for this guy once we get some you know confirmation on how much cap's going up or it isn't going up? Is this a guy we take to the deadline? But you, you can't carry all of them into the season. I mean, maybe one or two, three. It just becomes a really tough spot that if you're playing well and you have to trade two or three core pieces, like you, that, that, that's a really awkward spot we don't see in this league. Well, I think the, the important thing for those free agents is, is what he said about guys wanting to be here. I want guys that want to be Calgary Flames and want to be in Calgary. That... To Not me, that's where, that's where it ends. If 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 everyone's going to ask for the moon, but you're going to know the truth of the matter when you start negotiating with them, if they're in it for the money, yeah. Are you here to try and help us win and be a good Calgary Flame and believe in what we're trying to accomplish and can buy into the city and the province and you know our approach to how we deal with things? Just to well, I want a contract. This is what I'm worth. And this, uh, you got to give me this much or, or to make me stay. Bugger off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never as easy as it sounds a lot of those times. But I, th- I, I feel like Craig is one of those guys that would be able to sit down and say, listen, no hard feelings. But in, in a year from now, what are we, what are we, are, are you wanting to be here? Is this what it is? If not, that's fine. We got another year. We're going to go out and play our, we're going to put, put a team out there and try and win. If you if there's a conversation to be had, great, let's have it. If not, no skin off my nose, but uh, it, at least it, we know where you're at. Is it going to be difficult for him to talk? Because I'm sure it'll happen quickly. But is it going to be difficult for him to talk with guys when they don't have a coach? Because it seems to me that it's very important to this group of players to have a certain coach, 
right? I think, point. I, I think there's all there's a lot of Daryl fatigue, and I, whether it's Burnett or Gallant or Love or somebody we haven't named, um, a fresh voice I think is almost as important as whose voice it is in a way. If you get a group of finalists like the ones that, that I, I listed there, yeah, I agree. I, I just think it was Daryl or that ilk, and there's not many that are of that Daryl mold that are hard nosed, hard ass kind of, he talked about it yesterday. You have to, you have to relate to the players. You have to be able to talk to the players and that whole thing. And I know that rubs, rubs you the wrong way retro some of the times, but it's, uh, it's just, no, it doesn't, it doesn't rub me the wrong way. It's, it's the fact that they guys are turning on coaches whenever that doesn't go their way. It doesn't rub me the wrong way to have to talk to players. I think it's great. I, I, I have no issue with that. But when they don't like what they hear and they shut down, that's where the issue starts. Yeah. <laughs> like, talk that's to them all you want. Listen, I need you to do this. This is what I need you to do. This is how I'm going to play. Well, I don't like that, so I'm not going to play. That's the, that's the problem. It's not the, the discussion and the, the back and forth with the player. It's the, well, I don't, I don't agree with that, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that's where the issue starts. Frank made a good point yesterday. You know, Jim Montgomery may go down as one of the, the better coaches, or he may just be another coach that spent a decade coaching in this league or less. Uh, but he said anyone not named Cassidy was going to have a massive boost. And it's certainly not same, same, but there are some similarities between a group that was just done with the, that certain coach. And it's not a shot at Daryl because all these coaches have shelf lives. If you last five years as a head coach in this league, you have defied the odds incredibly. And two and a half years went pretty quick for Daryl in a way. Yeah. Daryl's not free of it either. When you say it's not to blame Daryl, everybody had a, had a hand yeah. in that. We yeah. know what Daryl is like. And I think you probably had a, a room that really wasn't ready to handle a guy like that. And you got, you had a guy who was very much like that. So it, you can't fire. You hear it all the time. We talk about stupid. You can't fire the team. What are you going to do? You got to change the coach. So, and Daryl wasn't going to change. And I think it was at that point. Not we're repeating ourselves, but by the time Daryl got to the point, it's like okay, I'm going to soften up. Too late. It was, it was broken. There's no Lost the room. Uh, Conroy talked about uh, young players. You want to see some young guys? Here's where he sees the youth fitting in moving forward. I think we're going to change the core a little bit. Not the core pieces, but I think we're going to add some youth in the lineup. You know, like Don said, my big thing has been drafting, watching players, you know, and what I've watched and learned is you need young players in the team. You need that excitement. You need that, you know, what they bring day in and day out. And it's nothing against the older players, but when you watch the league, you see what these kids are doing at 15, 16, 17 years old. I can't even imagine doing that. And so, you know, you have to bring that into your team. You have to give them a chance. You have to give them an opportunity. And it might not be seamless all the time. And it's easier to play veteran players, but we need to kind of move forward. And, and we're, we have a salary cap, you know, and young players definitely help the salary cap. Have you ever heard that on this? What we do? Only about uh, how long we worked together? Yeah. 10 years? Only yeah. forever. Yeah. Now, it, it's another one of those things, and we can talk about There's one more clip uh, that, that we'll play for you, but it's there's a lot of what Craig said yesterday that I think everybody can agree with. It becomes a lot harder once you're in the season and you're doing that job because he talked about w with Johnny. 
Johnny stays to the end and then he leaves and you get nothing for him. He's like, well, you, you just can't do that. But then again, were you going to trade him before the deadline when your team was fighting for a playoff? Like, again, a lot of that stuff. The fall, that one, to be fair. Yeah. And, and, and even then. Another if, half million bucks a year to get it done. And then all anybody was pointing at was that this team, the core was broken and they were never going to win and Gaudreau can't play in the playoffs and he's too small and he's too soft. And then career year and uh, overtime hero who then leaves. It's, it, it just always becomes a lot, uh, a lot more difficult. Now, and so, I mean, yeah, get the kids in. And to your point, Rhett, save spots, have room for them to get in, but don't hand it to them. Yep. They got to earn it. They got to beat somebody. You got to have some sort of a competition, some sort of a battle for those kids to win and feel like they've earned it. Yeah. And there's, again, like there's enough of them. You don't give four roster spots. It's a couple. <laughs> let, let them earn it. And if no one is, you grab Ellie Tolvanen or Corey Perry or any number of these guys that have crossed waivers the last four years. Like every year, there's quality fourth line type guys, be it skill or grit, that are there. You Listen, can't claim them when you got Trevor Lewis and Milan Lucic and all these other guys bogging down the bottom half of your roster. And we're all saying you're right, but to to reply to your remarks there, if you can't stock your your kitchen well enough that you have to go out in September or early October and find a fourth liner, then you're doing a piss poor job. Right? It's like, interesting to find, yeah. Like it's it's easy to find, but if you're at that point, you've done a piss poor job. Like, yeah. or somebody has gotten injured or shown up out of shape or something. You know what I mean? You've you've misjudged something because you shouldn't even have to rely on that. They're yep. not. You just don't need it. You don't. It shouldn't be part of your game plan, or it shouldn't be a necessary part of the game plan. It's a fallback plan because you've missed something. It's you should be able to to have enough talent that a fourth line spot, you shouldn't be having to go outside the organization to fill it. Yeah. And so right now you would look at like, I don't know where you put Pelche in this lineup. I'd sort of say he doesn't need to earn a fourth line spot. You'd rather have him as a play with Backlund and Coleman type third line guy, maybe 200 foot profile. It fits that line a bit, but it's like, it's Dewar, it's Rizicka, it's Phillips. Is it Zari? You know, is, is there another young player do you make a swap this summer in which someone with team control comes back? Like I, the easiest thing to do is go find someone to give you 12 quality minutes on the fourth line. Yeah. And I, I still kind of come back to, to Red's point. If you don't have someone that can fill that sort of a role, then what? <laughs> you're in the hockey business, right? Yeah. That should be, yeah. you should know and- when you're picking up other teams scraps and sometimes you find that diamond in the rough, but it's not very often where that happens. So um, yeah, be in a spot where you can make a good bet if you want to, like the Tolvanen one was a great example of it. Like there's a guy that's, it was skill his whole career. It's all you talked about. And it wasn't a fit in Nashville and boom, he scores 18 goals. Like you could have made that claim if you didn't have Lewis, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like for sure. Um, you do love Tolvanen. Hey, how many guys scored 18 for this team this year? I'm not, I'm not debating you. I'm not, but you do love the Tolvanen bringing him, uh, bringing him up. When it's a we, nice uh, pickup for CL. It's a smart bet. Sure. You got the rune dog who was awful in the AHL playoffs. He could come up. Yeah. Yeah. 1.3 million reasons. 
It's never made sense, that one. Never made sense. Where did our boy go? We lost our boy. He was. Uh, he had a bad connection there. I thought he was blurry, but it was just a soft internet connection. Is my oh, I see my thesis on it today. Hmm. Where, where are you at on Rosichka? It doesn't have to be the Flames fourth line conversation, but that to me is a that tough, tough year for him. Tough, but at the same time, he flashed for, it, right for a three or four week stretch there. He looked like he was a guy that was going to give you some quality minutes at the NHL level. He was scoring goals. He was playing with confidence. It's all about confidence with that guy. And I just worry, like you do sometimes with a lot of young players, is don't don't draft them, develop them, have them be one of your best AHLers for two, three, four years, and then give him a cup of coffee. For a while, he makes the most of it. Then for a while, he struggles. And then you watch him blossom somewhere else. I don't know. I There again, how does he operate in a different system different coach not even system just a different environment he yep. strikes me as a guy who might be better in a less taxing environment and yep. dressing room if yep. if i had to guess yeah we haven't mentioned coronado who's put together a pretty solid world championships for a guy that's only played collegiate hockey up until two months ago and and the phillips conversation was one that, that was happening yesterday is there a pathway for matthew phillips to return it's certainly um You'd understand if the guy wants more opportunity, but this is a this is a new philosophy in the GM's chair. This is going to be a, a much more youth friendly head coach. If anything, Craig Conroy said influences his hiring. I mean, that, there's an option again as well. Yeah, if because you always hear, I'm looking for for more opportunity. I just want an opportunity. There might not be a team that could give him better opportunity all of a sudden than this team. So, all of a sudden, yeah. And and six months ago, it was like. Is there a worse spot? Is there a worse organization to be in right now for, for Matthew Phillips and the Calgary Flames with Daryl at the helm? I'll give you nine minutes in a special teams-laden game. That's it. It's the one thing you expect so often. How many things will change? Now you've got a different general manager. Things are going to change. And I don't even hang this on true living, but it, it, so much of it was, was with Daryl. Because I Phillips was brought up and then not used. It's yeah. not as though Treliving didn't want the guy here. It's just Daryl and his, you know, his pension for playing veteran guys. And that's fine. It's it worked for him in the past. I get why he did it. But I just I have to believe that teams that this as much as things stay the same, going going to a guy like Craig Conroy you have to take him at his word when he will say, we're, we're changing. It's about drafting. It's about young kids. It's about youth. We want young guys into the lineup. I don't think that's lip service. I think he is going to have a younger team moving 100%. forward. And, and it, I appreciated the transparency and honesty yesterday because you can just, you know, spin out cliches. But he, he specifically went out of his way to say, you know, we're going to do things differently. Here are the things that will be different. Specific examples. I wanted to see more of Pelche. I wanted to see more of Phillips. And it's it's not about slagging people on the way out so much as identifying people are asking, how's it going to be different? Well, it's clear Craig's made a significant priority is getting younger. And that energy and speed and enthusiasm that comes with that, I mean, we, we all wanted it. Again, on the spectrum, how many of 32 coaches would have played – as little of Pelche and, and Phillips as Daryl. Like I feel like 31 coaches would have played those two guys more than he did. You ever got the feeling we're going to look back in this past season years down the road, and it's still going to stand out as one of those crazy years. Yes. The whole Huberto take a shit. And what, uh, what number is he? Yeah. Everything that happened here, coach GM gone. 
Yeah. Although one was asked, one was asked to stay and didn't, I'm guessing the coach wanted to stay, but couldn't. And all of it, a, a amazing, tumultuous, turbulent 12 months for this team. Yeah. And your hope, go ahead. Your hope is that this is the, the turning of the page, the new chapter. Okay. And then Craig came in and turned page chapter four. You know, like it does feel like a clean break, and it's certainly a new regime when you look at this management team all of a sudden. Never mind the coach that's yet to be hired. Um, that said, there's 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 some heavy lifting to do this off season. So, I mean, any other takeaways for you from Craig? Like, I was refreshing. I, I was reminded that I think his expertise is player evaluation. Like we've talked about, he doesn't run the cap. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Well. He scouted his ass off the last decade. And I think that's an area where he talked about, I'm not going to travel on the road as much as Brad. I want to be at more tournaments yeah. because I feel like that's crucial. He talked about the draft a ton, like really, really, really have to dominate the draft and everyone wants to, we'll see if he can. Yeah. I think it's just, it's so different from, from everything. And that's because Conroy is so different from most people you meet in, in life, let alone in sport, where it's a lot of kind of here's how we have to conduct ourselves, and it's you know it's a the, the old the man's game and this whole thing. He doesn't care about that. He's just him. He's unapologetically himself. And to your point, I th- and I I agree. The thing about Craig, I think, is that there's honesty, and we joke sometimes like, oh, maybe Craig shouldn't have said. He's just an honest guy. He's mm-hmm. a caring guy, and he's not going to try and bullshit you. He's yeah. not going to go in there and say, oh, you know what? No, I don't need help with the, uh, with the cap. I, I, I got it. I know what it, what it is. And then he sits there once the door closes, like, what the fuck? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Can I get some help here, please? He's going to, he's not going to yeah. try and tell you he's good at something if he's not good at it. He wants to collaborate. That word came up a number of times yesterday, but bringing everybody into the fold, the final decision will be his. And I know that going back, and we've, I've said this a number of times, there were a couple of times where, uh, more than a couple of times, when Treliving and Conroy had a differing of an opinion, yep. and that's great, but Conroy basically says, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I, I, I wouldn't have done it, but it's... I see why Brad wanted to do it because I know how he feels about it. So I think that he is going to invite opinion and respect that opinion, but he's still, it's his job and he's going to have the final say and will know the importance of making the decision that he can live with. Because mm-hmm. that would be, a, that would, all of us have faced that in, in our life sometimes, I think. When we make a significant or a, a large decision, you're like, well... I don't know if that's how I feel about it, but enough people are saying it this way. Okay, we'll go. We'll we'll go with it. And then you look back, it's like, why didn't why I? It didn't feel it's right to me so. at the time. Why did I do it? Why did I listen to everybody else? I should have gone with my gut. And I think that's where Craig is going to fall in. That he'll take in everything, but when the decision is made, he's going to be able to sleep at night knowing that's his his call. Yeah, and and there there are some older school people in the organization now, and I've seen people sort of throwing their hands up like, ah, what are we doing? We're going back to clutch and hold GMs here with, you know, Bob Murray being there and also Dave Nonis now. You know, Don Maloney was a GM in, what, the 90s, early double O's in New York. Like, I get it, but these are people that are going to help execute Connie's vision, just like Connie put in his two cents and helped Brad execute his vision. And I remember sitting with Craig like 10, 11 years ago in Houston. The farm team was playing the Houston Arrows, and he was coming in to check in on the kids. It was early in his time as AGM where 
you know, Feaster at the time was the GM. And, you know, just to have a candid conversation about the way he sees the sport and how to be successful, like he's a savvy hockey dude. I, I, I think even at that point you could see that he was going to help pull the rope, but that it wasn't like Jay Feaster's thoughts on how to play hockey that he inherited. It wasn't Brad Living's views on how you win that he inherited. He's got his own that he now gets to show us. I, and, I, and I have one final thing on, on the press conference. What did you make of no Jerome or no mention of Jerome in terms of until the media was allowed to ask questions? Well, Dehatchik asked him about it early on in the press conference. And he says, you know, we talked about doing something for years. Joe's got another year he's coaching. So uh, it's something we'll talk about down the road, um, which again, I think it's truth. I don't think it's, I don't think he's trying to be coy about it in any way, shape or form. I think that, yeah, he and Jerome, they're, you can, Red, you're the guy to talk about this. They're best, they're buddies. Of course, they're going to work together. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, they're going to get, just like on a plane back in the day, they're going to sit beside her, each other and argue and fight and compete and complain and be mad and then hug and make up. And, oh, you're the best spot. And, and yeah, so Iggy's Sounds committed like to his. Iggy is, yeah, Iggy's committed to coaching this year. He's going to do it. So there's no. Even if he's not given a title this year, you think that Conroy's not going to phone him and talk to him oh, about yeah. stuff? Like, come Iggy's on. Iggy's watching the games yeah. now. Like, yeah. It's not official. The other thing I thought of, and I think it might have been Francis that sort of alluded to it, it was Craig's day yesterday. And if you unveil the greatest player in the history of the franchise in some other role, that sort of takes a little bit of the attention away from where it should be. And maybe there is an advisory position that's announced later. But I, I think maybe it's certainly we know he's, he's committed to coaching his kid. I think we all expect him to be here in a year when uh, Joe goes to the Western League, Edmonton, right? In Edmonton, but stupid. That was a part that made sense to me when it when I saw it. It was like, yeah, you know what? That's a good. That, that is a good thing to remember. This is Craig's last fourteen years building to this. Hundred percent. That's a great point because you just think, put Iggy on the podium with him. Mm-hmm. He's irrelevant. It sounds terrible and it's disrespectful in a way that word, but it's true. There would Everyone be a per- there would be a effing parade route from Kelowna all the way out here if yeah. it, as soon as Iggy is announced. Like yeah. that's it is what it is. I loved all the pictures that you that were obviously online yesterday after goals or whatever. Every picture with Connie and, and Iggy, it's just teeth everywhere. Just smiles for days. Just yep. both guys just picking and grinning, just loving life. Somebody was asking about Alex Tangay. I do wonder about Tangay. Um, has spent two years as an assistant in the uh, the Stars organization in Iowa, Iowa with Tim Army as the head coach, and then has been with the Red Wings for two years. So that's four years on a bench of pro hockey. We know organizations too, right? Yeah, we know the the. I I don't know where where Craig. I mean, Craig's buddies with Jesus Christ. There he goes again. Craig is buddies with everybody. We know how Iggy feels about Tangay to the point that he came back here the second time as a as a free agent. I don't know. I I wouldn't discount it. What what type of role it is 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 interesting to me. I I think it would be quite a gamble to put your chips down as head coach Alex Tangay, especially mm-hmm. this early. 
But to have him in a Marty Jelena type role where he can bounce around the organization and go do skill development with the minor team and watch these kids here and help out on the power play on a homestand when you got some practice time, whatever it is, um, that that's more of something that I see as less risky and that allows him to show how good am I at it? Am I ready to be a head coach? Because to be fair, being an assistant in the A isn't, you know, where you know a guy's ready to be a head coach in the NHL, right? Yeah. Warner, for those for yeah. those that aren't uh, yeah for those that aren't watching on the on the YouTube, we're having some issues with Rhett's uh, link today. So why don't we do this? Like I have one more the clip from uh, Craig on Elias Lindholm. We'll play that when if and when. We'll, we'll, why don't we do the Pinder report? We'll get sure. into the Pinder report. And hopefully by then we'll have some things figured out. Of course, the Pinder Report is a presentation of Village Honda, Northwest Automall online at villagehonda.com. The million-dollar buying event continues. How? I, I, I don't know. Get cash for your vehicle. Village Honda paying top dollar. They'll throw in a tropical cruise to boot. See more at villagehonda.com. Village Honda presents the Pinder Report. Dino will continue on the Good vibes bandwagon is Craig Conroy was unveiled yesterday. We knew it. We talked about it, but we finally got to see it. There's some art from the flames. Look at that, Dino. Huh? I do love it. Ah, uh, and he talked about it. Wasn't a popular trade at the time. Iggy gave him the gears. He got run in the media. Another checking guy. We don't need that. <laughs> Corey Stillman, first rounder the other way. This was not a popular arrival in Calgary. He was feeling the heat. His wife was feeling the heat. And, you know, you'll never be able to keep Americans in Calgary. Uh, never mind. A career flame, a Calgarian through and through. He said this is his dream job to be the jo- the GM of the Calgary fan. Look at that one. Ah, young Craig, huh? So great. Captain. <laughs> so that was before he handed it off to Jerome, which was a tight little window there. Yeah. Oh, to yeah, he and, yeah, he shared the cap. Look at the teeth. There he handed it over there. Yeah. yeah. Early it was before the uh the 0304 run. So one year wearing the C. Year and a bit. Co-captain there in as well. Bobby Bugner, I believe it was. Uh so the question will be: we saw Jerome in the photo. What uh, 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 Jerome? Jerome, because Jerome, Jerome. People are writing articles about Jerome being in the organization already. Uh, Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wants to explore, nothing to announce currently. We'll see. What would your level of uh, surprise be if Jerome was not in the organization in a year? Well, it'd be very high. My 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 surprise level would be very high. It just seems like it's a matter of, of when. And as Rhett said, if you think they aren't going to be in conversations, it's going to be an interesting year. As much as Jerome is going to be coaching his kids' team, he's going to be a satellite. Yeah, you know, president, co-president of hockey ops or whatever. He's going to be up to his eyeballs in it. So, it, which is good, right? Because I I don't. I don't know. I'm sure Jerome watches a lot of hockey and he's still invested in the flames, but now he's got him. We would think a year to really get up to speed on the team, the farm system, what else is going on in the league. So when he comes in and it feels like a win, I think he'll be well-versed in all of it. Connor made some great points too. 
his uh, his oldest kid has got to be what, Rhett? Uh, it's his draft eligible year, so 17-year-old season. His youngest kid, it's his 15-year-old season coming up. His daughter's played on the national team. Like This guy has seen a lot of the coming three draft classes. Not that that's everything, but Jerome will be familiar with the people that will be brought out on podiums and placed in the on NHL rosters in the next three years. Uh, it isn't just, hey, he played here, he's got a nice smile, bring him in. He's in the fabric of a lot of these kids and their draft years the next three years. Yeah, I never, never thought of that side of it, but you're right. He's been, and he was down in the States in Boston for a mm-hmm. long time. Well, for some of it, so he'd even know, you know, not just Western Canadian kids where he's living now. So you were talking about Tangay the last time I jumped out. Yeah, Tangay okay. would be very good. I don't know that, I don't know that it's a head coach spot, but. It's a bit of – he'd be awesome for a power play. He just right. sees the game differently. He yeah. sees it offensively, right? You got Remember, we used to have Versteeg on the, the other show, and he'd give you insight into things that you don't think about, right? So yeah. it would be the same for Tanga. He would see the game in a different, yeah. totally unique and different way. And another guy just smiling all the time. That is true. Like his, you know, he's got he's got those smile marks. He smiles so much. Be a lot of smiling going on around here. Just like you, Dean. Yeah, yeah. just like me and Big. Just D. upside down, but they're smile marks, right? <laughs> That's right. It's the pout pout fish. <laughs> the only uh, time Tange was smiling too much for a liking was on Locker Clearout Day. Like, could you just hide it for yeah, a day? You're, you're far too happy, Tangs, for this for the season I to know, be over. The titleist hat and the smiles are just a little yeah. too much. Uh, One or the other. Yeah, turn it down a bit, Tanks. Just dial it down a little bit. Okay, but so yeah, I, I can see right. that for sure. He, sorry, I was just going to say, he does have, he, he would be, a, I would think, a natural fit in some assistant coach capacity. Now, you want, the, you want the head coach to be able to build whatever staff that he wants, but I would think... Well, if you have an Alex Tangay potentially at your disposal, whether you have a great relationship or you know the guy from Adam, would yes, please bring him in. Let's go. Yeah, or he becomes that Adam Oates roving guy in the organization. Adam Oates! Prospects or AHL, big club, wherever he's needed and can help, go. The, the other, what I was going to jump in on was, I said it yesterday, and I'm going to keep saying it until you get some clarity on it. What's Jerome want? Is yep. he coaching or is he management? It's a huge difference. Yeah, big time. And maybe he'll have sort of that flexibility to get on the ice here or there, be in on scouting meetings, go like that. It really. But that's management. You're you're not. That's a management position, right? If you say you're coaching, you're coaching. You're not taking. You're not taking a trip off to go scout a kid in Quebec. If you're coaching, if you're coaching, you you have to coach. That's What's fair. your read, Rhett? You obviously know these guys very well. Craig, we can see as, yeah, he's be a manager. Iggy, to me, from a distance, feels like more on the coaching side, but I could be wrong. What do you see? I, I just wonder about his competitive nature and how much that plays into it. When you're part of an NHL organization, you're going to get a, a certain... Some of your thirst for competition will be taken care of, but I just, I think from a management side, you're not in the, the, you're not in the war every night. And I feel like that's an Iggy thing. I think he likes that competition and I think he likes that part of it, but I don't know. I mean, coaching is a 
it's completely different. Like, even though you are on the bench and you are doing everything, you're still not playing. And there's I'm so sure many guys feels, that I've talked to that yeah. it's like, you, you can't replace the playing. So, I I'm don't sure know. feels Brindamore-esque to me. Maybe yep. you you assist or you do something. I don't think he's going to go to, you know, the Wranglers or, or anything like that. I think he steps right in at the NHL level. But I, he just feels like a guy that needs, to your point, needs that juice that you can probably only get from playing or being on the bench. I could see him doing both. I really could. I think he would like the – I think that his competition and his compete would want to – kind of lends itself to – more of the coaching side, but he, he certainly <laughs> would. Again, it depends. On, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what role you're going to give him, right? Because if he's not the GM, the assistant GM, is he happy with that title? Is he another VP? Or like, I, I don't know. And if he's not coming now, how does it work with the coaching staff? Like, that's a tough one, right? You're going to bring in new coaches and put together a coaching staff. And have a hold spot for a guy for next year? I was just going to say, basically, you, aren't you just so happy to have a guy that potentially, we believe, that's going to be coming into your fold in some capacity, right? Because Jerome did not win a cup, but man, he's seen and done a lot of, mm -hmm. of everything else. The one thing, and I, when Craig brought up yesterday about having Lanny around and talking to Lanny, not to say it's, it's going to there. be a title or anything, but he, he will be, right? He will be using Lanny as a sounding board. Absolutely. Well, they, they've stolen all of our ideas. That's true. Know. They really have. Rhett said We're like four been... years ago, that when, oh. if, if and when this thing fails, it's it's going to be Connie and Iggy. And all of us sort of thought, oh. Should probably get Lanny involved too, right? Should probably get Lanny well, involved. a decade. We've been saying, why isn't Lanny yeah. involved for a decade? Like, he it's doesn't going to be have so to. great to have Lanny around now. Oh, is that right, Craig? Fuck. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy for everybody honest and it's not i i like brad brad's one of the finest guys that you'll meet and you know how we feel about daryl it was a shitty year but prior to this year everybody loved daryl yep. it's not about how great it is to be turning the page from what you had but there's just so many good people involved you just really hope that it works for everybody new beginnings right and speaking of which and speaking of whom oh. The former general manager, not the current, uh, appears to be candidate number one in Toronto. There's I can see uh, that. Andy Strickland of the Cam and Strick podcast based out of what, St. Louis, Dino? And uh, yeah, yeah th this has been the vibes. The way Brendan Shanahan described what he wants in a GM, Brad immediately jumped to the top of the list. And I don't think, uh, you know, un unless Brendan Shanahan's lying to us about what he wants, that He's not a very legitimate candidate. Uh, Frank yesterday handicapped that it's even money. Like that's him versus the field. That's yeah. that's incredible that uh, both he, Dubas, might be working very quickly after parting ways with their clubs. Unique circumstances for both of them to leave, though, too, right? Mm -hmm. So you feel like there's certain guys out there that other teams would love to school scoop up immediately if they know they're coming loose. <laughs> it just happens that they did. So Trilliving feels like the right fit in Toronto for me. And it'd be great for him to go from a scenario where it's, well, you know, tough season, everybody's disappointed and lots of changes and stuff going on. 
uh, oh, what, what's this? Austin Matthews got a <laughs> when's his deal up at the oh at the end oh. of next season? Oh, okay, shit, that's the, j- just what I need to. Only had seven of those in Calgary. Only a few of them here. That's yeah, not going to be. Ones, that's all. <laughs> on, that's not going to be an easy one for whoever takes that, that job. One. And that might be the only thing is if Treliving looks at it and says it's a, nothing greater than winning in Toronto, but what are you facing? You've got two what two years of Marner and. Tavares, one year of Matthews and Nylander. You don't have a goalie necessarily. Well, and what's the what? What's Living just went through it with Gaudreau. I know. That's what I mean. Do you go to another team where it's like, okay, they're over the hump, they've done their winning. That that window is closed. Let's start fresh again. I don't know. I think at least for him, moving in there is a fresh face, right? Like it's. Who knows what he would do with the Matthews situation or any of the situations, but at least he's, he kind of got handed this one instead of grew it himself. Get, uh, get Craig on the phone with Brad. We bring uh, Willie Nealander home. Calgary. Christ, do, do, you know what? Do we need to go to Alberga and do a show in Toronto and fix the fucking Leafs? Like we got to get that figured yeah, out too. Oh, seriously. Cause we um, clearly fixed the flames there. We'll move to league notes. We talked about Dallas Vegas last night. We talked about it. We didn't see it. Here is Jamie Ben making maybe one of the biggest bonehead decisions we've seen in the playoffs this spring. And that's where something. was the contact made? And I believe the contact Pump. was the contact was in the jaw area. Wango right there. Oh, yeah. Right across the jaw. I certainly support him. So so he knocks over stone. Does a bit of stone. body check and then decides that's not enough. Take that. In the second minute of the game, uh, one nothing Vegas at that point, they would add to that lead with the five-minute man advantage he granted them. Five in a game, a hearing with the league today. Fun. And I just don't see how he gets less than two here, even when I'm the biggest spin the wheel of justice. We never know what they're doing. I mean, they could really throw the book. This is so unnecessary and so vicious. Uh, like, there's no reason this should be allowed in the sport or you should be able to come back after doing something this stupid. The Petrangelo whack, we see varieties of slashes all the time. This is a cross-check to the neck area. You could break someone's neck doing this. Is there a history? Well, I was going to say, I don't. I think there is, but I don't know what the statute of limitations is on it. Remember, we would talk to Brian Burke, and he would sometimes you take into account or they would take into account what time of the game was the penalty? So he got the five in a game and basically missed 58 minutes of the hockey game. game. Already, and they had a five-minute power play, and they lost the game. Does that mean that's essentially game one of your one-game suspension, Maybe. so you get one more game? Or two more. I don't know. Subtract right. one off the total. I could yeah. Has that. he essentially served game one of a suspension already? I don't know. Good thing to keep in mind. I imagine we'll get news today tomorrow at the latest, given that they got to pick up the series down three. Oh, he might not play again this season. He might be carrying over the, Oh yeah. The regular season games are worth more. You're going to miss or uh, worth less. You're going to miss a few out of the gate next year. We'll see. Uh, not, not the move you wanted. And here's another move you don't want. Hey, you represent the team rain or shine. You're the captain. Come face the media when things don't go well. Nah, I'm good. This is Craig, Craig Button, Button, our boy. Spitting truth, yeah, look at him. Yeah, from the Cool Button podcast. So the captain does not speak, 100% unacceptable. That is when somebody tells him that is your responsibility. Not speaking is not an option. Well, 
but I'll get the coach fired. How about that? Mm-hmm. I mean, DeBoer. <laughs> I don't know. How dare you tell me to go talk to the media? Where's my agent? I can't play for this man. Yeah, I see what you're doing now. Uh, he said I had to take a shit. Tell him I was taking a shit and I couldn't do the post. I was on the table. I was not taking a shit. How dare you suggest I was poo? Oh. I'd love to talk about that cross tech to the chin, but I'm taking a shit. Game four tonight, Carolina, Florida, Panthers red hot, Bobrovsky a brick wall, Carolina struggling to score. How great it is to see Sam Reinhart and Jack Eichel, these guys that are just, I don't know what's held them back in the past, but just playoff gladiators, you know? Brandon Montour. Boy, there's something in common there with all those guys. So great. Oh, man, it's weird. Just needed a chance, I guess. Sunshine. Yeah. Vitamin D. Dino. Sure. Right? Yeah, that's all you need. I got some news from Chris Johnston, NHL insider, regarding the cap. This is important and yet also boring. Same time. This is Pinder Pinder Report. I mean, it is not the Boomer Report. We're not doing blown up. One million bump. Or. Or. We'll see. Something to keep an eye on. Only a couple items left. Stay with me here. Toronto was brutal. The Blue Jays lost five in a row last night. Got to take it out a little on the heavy bag as they walloped the Rays by a score of 20 to 1. It's the second largest victory in franchise history going back to last year's 28 to 5 win against Boston at Fenway. That was the day of the Kachuk blockbuster. I remember I was at a rodeo in Invermere. That game was going on, and then the Kachuk trade broke. It was insanity. Save some of those runs because you've been terrible. I say, can you also hit against position players today too? That'd be nice. <laughs> Two different non-pitchers pitched for the Rays last night. And finally, Rhett, I, you're in a house right now, but I think uh, this was the last hotel you were at. Fourth uh-huh. floor, third <laughs> Floor, fourth floor, third floor, fourth floor. Thanks for visiting. Beth Griffith, fourth floor. Um, and I do want to remind you, Dino, we did get a video sent in from one of our pals. I don't know if you want it now in the pinned report or later. It kind of feels like a standalone item. Wait on it. Yeah, hold it. Yeah. So, Rhett. There you are. That's that's your Nashville hotel. Thanks for the photo there. Very Anyways. nice. Brought to you by Village Honda, the million-dollar buying event. We've been telling you about it. It continues. Get cash for your vehicle. They'll buy yours even if you don't buy theirs. Sellers receive a Tropical Cruise 4-2 exclusively at Village Honda, your dealership for life. What was going on with your uh, technical difficulties? I don't know. What's going on? Because I'm not technical, so when something technical happens, lost. Got it. Gross hands up. Power outage, you said? I need the AI. Well, the, 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 it went... Yeah. I mean, when it goes... That's never a good thing, right? No. Uh, saved one of the uh, Conroy clips for you while you were uh, working out your difficulties. Was he uh, eating? Because he looks like he's been chubbing up a bit. Oh, dear. Hmm? We're trying to get Craig to come on the show, and you're going to say something like this. Well, make sure we got muffins in the oh. donuts, because apparently. <laughs> oh, 
Big up, stupid. Jesus Christ. Guy, guy's been wearing size 28 fucking pants for his entire life. He's wow. in his 50s, and now you're going to start calling him fat. Cheeks, sir. He was at the podium yesterday and was talking. He had already talked to him. You can't do seven. You can't have seven impending UFAs. You can't do it. One of them is Elias Lindholm. And obviously he is one of the, if not the youngest, he's one of the younger of these guys that is turning UFA. He's got one year left, no top line setter. What about Lindholm, Mr. GM? It's going to be one of the first calls. I mean, you know, when we talk about this, all those seven unrestricted free agents, we're going to be in contact in, and I'm going to, and I do know where Elias was thinking prior. So now I want to see where he's at. I really do want to see what his mindset is right now. And I have a very good relationship. And obviously, he's a priority here. I mean, for me, he's a player you build around. We talk about centers. You know, I look at him and think everything he does, game in and game out, face-offs, winning, all those little plays. He's a player that even as he kind of gets older, if he moves down a little in the lineup, he's going to be – still effective and help your team win day in and day out. And he's a good person. You know, those are the type of people. And I do think he, he really wants to be a Calgary Flame. Again, we'll see in, in a couple days what, where he's thinking. I like those comments. Of course he loves them. He's a Craig Conroy clone. I was going to say, they have similar games. Both like get some recognition yeah. for play away from the puck, put up some numbers when they had star wingers. Mm-hmm. He does make a good point that Lindholm is good enough to drop down the lineup. Oh, he could be your third line center at 35 and you'd love it. Like from Backlund this year, like totally. I I think this is the most important of the entire uh, class of the seven free agents. And it's not close. I think you're deep enough on the blue line that if you could get a haul for Noah Hannafin, I'd consider it. I just can't see this team being competitive without Lindholm. There's just no way. And the other part of it is too, I, I mean, just what goes through my mind there is that yes, as not only as he goes down the lineup, but as he gets older, he's still going to be able to give you quality minutes and, and do, do things for you. Kind of like Backlund in a way, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to score as much. And even to this point, he's not a big scorer, but he's a very important piece. The other thing is too, the sooner you get, cause he would be the big money guy. The sooner you know what you're doing there. If you, if he's staying, if you can get a deal done, then it allows you to really start to move on the other ones. Okay. Well, if he's in for eight years or whatever it's going to be, then we know this can't happen. So we start to expedite that. I yeah. saw a tweet. Sorry, Rad. I just, I saw a thing yesterday kind of comparing the numbers. And I think it was the same draft class of uh, Bo Horvat and Elias Lindholm. Yeah. And Horvat just signed that eight years, eight, eight and a half months. million per whatever it was yeah. now, not as a, like he didn't turn UFA. He was going to be UFA. that whole thing. Right. Same but thing, right? Summer away. It yeah. feels like a pretty good comparable. Does that feel when you hear eight times eight and a half north of eight between eight and nine? Is that Lindholm money? I think it is. And I think the sooner you get that number, the more it stays at that number, the longer you wait, the more that goes. A, the player continues to get more leverage. And B, there's so much money in the system that we haven't seen reflected in the cap yet because this IOU isn't paid off yet. If this cap's $88 million, in two years, that's not the summer you want to pay this guy because now all of a sudden it's nine or nine and a half, or you've got 15 teams that suddenly have cap space that haven't for three years because the cap's jumped. If it's eight and a half and that's what it takes, do it now. 
I like Lindholm, but I think there's advice to be given in what's it? What, what do you, if you're shopping him, what are you getting in return? I think you get a haul, but you probably have to make sure he's going a place that they're going to resign him. Right, like I'm not saying sure. that's the move, a hundred percent, because that's your most valuable chip you have in your organization. So, any so some of it. What are you trying to do with the team? I don't disagree with that. He's, I don't know what the team looks like without him as your number one center. I think that he's not excessively old, and if you can get him to the right contract down the road, he is a responsible player that you don't just rely on for points. So I think you're in a great spot with him because whatever you do, you're gonna, you, you should be in good shape. Don't right? walk you, past the trade deadline. That's the only bad spot here. Yeah, you get a haul or you lock in your number one center. And if you're getting a haul for him, then probably your approach is, uh, let's revamp this squad here a little bit, boys. So, Michael Backlund, nice having you. Adios. Toffoli, bye-bye. I'd trade Toffoli anyway, probably. Hannafin, yeah. same thing. Yeah. He's 28. It's, it's not 33-year-old Nazem Kadri. He's, 20, he's five years younger than Kadri, essentially. That's a big difference. A half it is a big difference. I, we'll put those I, two in the same category, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't love eight-year deals, and at eight and a half, feels like a lot. And there's no saying that that's what you get them for. Maybe it has to be. I. I don't know, but that math, and that type, because he's that type of player. When an eight-year deal is, he's in that thirty-six range, not forty. Feels yep. a lot, uh, a lot easier to swallow. I. I don't know. I. You you want to? I think if you're spending eight north of eight million, that's your star. You would need that to be your star player. And I guess two years ago he kind of was that, but he was third in that pecking order of stars. Do you know what I mean? Does do you well, feel like there's another, is there another level for Elias Lindholm, or is he at this point what he's going to be? I feel like he is. I think what you're hoping is you can get him the types of wingers that he popped 40 with like can Coronado become a 30 to 40 goal guy on his wing. Is there another player that maybe it's number 16 overall this year, that's a scoring forward. And now not only do you get the responsible 200 foot centerman that you can play against anyone, but the offense comes back up because to be fair to Foley had a great year, but like Dylan Dubé top line, that's not where he, deserves or belongs to be based on his play at this point. That that was two-thirds of a top line this year. Is anyone concerned about the uh, negotiation abilities of Craig Conroy? Because he feels like a, ah, another half a million a year isn't going to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Actually, half a million with Johnny, he'd be here. Fuck. He did that yeah. two years that ago? Was, that was Treliving's thing. He was, he was always like, very rarely do you have any kind of leverage against players. You go to July one, it's tough. You get to free agency. That's a, but when you, when you're RFAs, you, you go, you got to dig in. That's both know. ways. You, you got know. that extra 20 grand from Manjapani on a two way deal. When then Manjapani had the hammer two years later and he's making what five and change. Like, I think that's the problem is that it's great to hold guys feet to the fire when you can, but you also have to read like, is anyone upset with Tage Thompson's deal moving forward? Nope. Just like you're not upset with Rasmus Anderson or the Lindholm and Hannafin ones when they were signed, it's picking your spots on who you play hardball with. If it's a fringy part, 
sure. But if well, it's a core piece, you've got to think big picture here. And it's managing your cap so that you yeah. can totally not just have to squeeze guys in certain spots, right? Saying it, oh, we and we both we're in the same hymn book here, at Like it's not the worst to leave yourself a few million bucks. Some shit's just gonna fall in your lap in this league with the way this has gone the last three, four years. Like, look at how Carolina picked up Patch already for peanuts. Brent well, and that's that's part of the reason you think that people are like you're an idiot if you trade Lindholm. Maybe you are, maybe you are. But that cap space and the return, yeah. If you never go down that road, you're not gonna. You know, you got to at least ponder it because there's a lot to be done with cap space, and if you can make the right picks or get the right pieces in return, you could set yourself up pretty good. Yeah, and, and I, the, I would say, like, if there's a if the rink's opening, Dino, maybe there's a, a change in philosophy from the owner. If you were granted, okay, now we have an opening date. It isn't make the playoffs at all costs, screw the future. It's four-year plan. Now we're talking, Rat. Chess, not checkers, fellas. Chess, I hear Marathon, not checkers. Not it, we talk about it all the time. It's it's one of the most under it's not undervalued, but in in the, I think in a media perspective, we don't give near enough importance or credence to cap space. Where if a player leaves <laughs> at the end of a violin music, we talk about the cap. No, that's listen, exactly it. but that's that I'm establishing that point. What I'm saying is, a player leaves, you got nothing for him. We're getting that cap space back. And it's how we use that moving forward. You're right. A lot of times, well, that was a terrible move. And then all of a sudden, maybe four months later, hmm, patch ready for fucking magic beans. Eh? That's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Well, how did we get that cap space by not simply giving it to somebody else so that we looked optically like we were using our cap money or we were winning a trade or any of that? I There's because you're right. It happens every bloody year. And maybe you don't always win with those guys. And Pacioretty isn't exactly helping Carolina right now. Good bet, but though. You know there would be, I would bet over the course of a year, it might not be a handful, but there's got to be two or three things that would come across your desk that you would be able to do player for player or just yeah. in terms of the, the your your structure. But we can't because we don't have fucking cap space. Think about Jacob Verana, a guy who scores when he's right 30 to 40 a year. And there's off-ice stuff there, and he was in the player assistance program, and I'm not suggesting that isn't a huge part of why he moved. But, like, he went to St. Louis and just started scoring like crazy. St. Louis made some deals to free up cap space. Like, that was a free roll of the dice on a 30-goal guy. You could have had him on fucking waivers. Nobody had the cap space. And, again, it's more intricate than that because of the off-ice. But that's the type of situation where you you do have that opportunity if you've got cap space. You don't have to take it, but at least you got the option. Do you think Austin and Peter over at McLeod Law are going to be okay if we do a this day in Flames history that isn't like totally great for the Flames? You know what I mean? It's not like is Rhett going to be okay because we've done some tough ones. Rhett's fine. No, okay. Rhett's going to be okay Rhett's with this one be- uh, because you know McLeod Law—they're proud of this. This where they're—it's Calgary, Calgary-based, Calgary-born. They are uh, proud of their Calgary roots big part of their long-standing client relationships they understand the city the people in it and the way things work varied diverse and a strong commitment to making a positive impact on the city of calgary it is mcleod law and peter klein uh we'd like to find you know i think it was didn't kipper have a birthday and gary roberts it was birthday this week that sort of thing but i believe today's the uh 
Let's go back this day in Flames history back to, uh, well, there was a uh, Stanley Cup was lifted at the uh, Saddledome this day in uh, Flames history. Yeah. Ottawa gets Sarbanov. The puck comes back to the net. Chelios trying to move along the boards. Eight seconds remaining. The battle in the corner. It's center. Tidebrow couldn't get a shot. It's deflected down the ice. That will do it. The Canadians will win the Stanley Cup. And congratulations to Montreal Canadians. Ooh. What an effort. What a surprising story. And an equal amount of congratulations to Calgary's Flames. The character of that hockey club showed right through to the end the character of both hockey clubs, both organizations, Don. Just absolutely incredible. Well, Montreal disposing first of Boston. And then the Canadians moving into the second round against Hartford. Advancing to the Stanley Cup final with a victory over New York and now disposing of Calgary in five games and Patrick Law with a brilliant save. It's Nasmund and Larry Robinson, the assistant captains out there as well to assist in hoisting that most cherished trophy high over their heads. The late Don Whitman with the call back to 1986 on this day for Montreal Canadiens. Led by a rookie, Patrick Wynette, who I believe won the Conn Smythe Trophy. Beat the Calgary Flames in the Cup Final. Four games to one. Everything in the world has changed since then, except one thing. Uh, the Saddle Dome. <laughs> the Saddle Dome. And there's some great photos. There was one photo of uh, of that moment that we just saw there in the screen where they're shooting. And it's the... It's the same. It's the same catwalk. There's the blue catwalk that oh, we yeah. walk across all the time. Oh, there's the, the the roof with the panels in it. Same panels. Guns, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Same beer guy. Oh, maybe not that. But yeah. Hey, you know what? It's you know. Uh, look at this though. Respectful crowd staying cheering on the Habs. Sure, yeah. You think about the mo that Vegas and Florida have. Both those teams believe, believe, believe they're winning the cup. And to think of the dejection of of being. The only outcome you see is winning. Uh, that's the Flames on this side this year. That's tough. You're telling me about that? Yeah, thanks. Or... Thanks for pointing that out. Telling Red. Good. Certainly not telling Red about it. Well, I was wondering why you're even bothering going through with that. Uh... The more I talk, the more I realized I didn't know how to get out of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in addition to, you know, with everything, McLeod Law. They are the law firm, just a general firm. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're, uh, you have your own business, whatever it is that you need, whatever legal challenges you may face, the answer is McLeod Law. They are, uh, you see it there, mcleod-law.com. There's the personal injury on your screen, calgarypersonalinjury.ca, and there's Peter Klein for the what personal injury side. Good people. Had that nice Nordiques jersey at the draft. Sure did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for some Aussie Brad. Fuck, is he on fire? Who do we need? So for, if somebody might be tuning in or checking this thing out for the first time or they don't know who Aussie Brad is, is there, how would we describe this film? Well, we didn't know much about Aussie Brad until very early in the podcast. We were having fun with the ability to swear, which we couldn't do at the old shop. 
And I might have crossed a line in the opinion of some and others not with the heavy see you next Tuesday on the show. And I was trying to explain that in this part of the world, sure, that might be incredibly offensive. But in others, you just toss that around like a Frisbee on an afternoon at the beach. No big deal. Aussie Brad found us on social media to back me up and say, this word isn't that bad. And we loved it. We had a great laugh. He kept sending us videos. And now it feels like anytime there's news, it's like we're waiting for our Australian correspondent. So let's hear from Aussie Brad. Boom, boom. Turned out retro. Man cave again, boys. It's fucking cold as a cunt down in Melbourne. It's got to piss out for fucking four days straight. But that ain't going to fucking stop me today, fellas. I'm as fucking pumped as any fucking man in Australia would ever be. Fucking Connie. Our boy, we fucking got him. He's got a shit ton of cunts behind him, and they're going to lead us to the fucking promised land. Now, what the fuck is that little mate over here, little fucking the champ, little Iggy going to do? We need him fucking to get up and about into the team somehow. On the bench, helping Connie, we don't know. If not, I reckon fucking Mustaka Love. Mitch Love, mate, he's the fucking go. The other issue we've got, me and you, Retro, don't worry about this chat GPT fucking cheat, whatever the fuck that bloke does. I'm the man to write you a fucking little reference. Me and you, we'll go on a Californian swing. I'll come and meet you from down here. I'll ring Muzza and say, Muzza, I need a fucking business class ticket. I'm coming over with Retro. We'll keep the boys up and about. On the piss, on the bourbons, whiskey, whatever the fuck they want. We've got to keep them up and about. And we're the fucking key to this, Retro. Keep punching booms. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> I feel like Aussie, Brad. that's the third time I've seen that. And I now get it all. It does feel like we might need like a transit. <laughs> yeah. So he said uh, the mustache love or muzzy love or whatever. And then yeah, he, he calls yeah. Murray Edwards muzza. Or I don't know. I don't know if that's a boss term or if it's a, a slang yeah. on Murray. There's a little unpacked there, but essentially he's saying, Rhett, he's coming over to help you take the boys out, get all pissed up, start out these issues. Everything else is done. I'm you get that guy talking in the room before a game, you're going to go through a wall. Get that guy on the bench. And who knew it was cold in Melbourne? He's got the two. Yeah, looks yeah. chilly. Yeah. Going skiing. Piss it for four days. Blue uh, Mountain. A couple sea bombs in there just because. <laughs> why not? Whole bunch of see you yeah. next Tuesdays behind Connie. He's got it. I do. Uh, I'm already, I feel like I have to prepare my body because we're going to run into this guy somewhere along the line, either here or there. We're going or he's coming and it's going. Yep. <laughs> it's going. It's not going to be you kidding me. Yeah. Cause you don't, uh, you don't have that kind of a rendezvous and then knock it out of the park and just have a couple of cocktails. That man cave is not built for two. That's uh, we're going until the sun's coming up type man cave. That's terrific. <laughs> Keep punching. Keep punching. Boom. Keep punching. Uh, so Florida, Carolina tonight, game four. Yes. We've Put it to it. bed. Just feels Please. like it's, yeah, just, sorry, I love Rod the Bod, but it's, and they have. He was so dejected after the last game. He said, what do I, what are we, we gave up a do? goal. What are we supposed to do? And and you know what? Warner's <laughs> telling us not to shoot the puck on net. Yeah, <laughs> the net. That's good the other guys. We're, we're getting too many shots on net. The other, uh, like, they're not going to use the excuse, but is this team better with Pacioretty and Sveshnikov? Are you fucking kidding me? Of course. Like, that's that sucks. That's exactly what they're missing is a little finish. It's to the point it does feel 
like you're not just playing the Panthers. Yeah. They they just have that thing. Their goalie's red hot. They're getting key goals. They're getting all the breaks. You feel like you're up against the you know, you're up against the, the, the PA announcer, the Zamboni driver, you're up against the goalie, you're up against everything. I just don't think it feels like it's just too much right now for this Panthers team. And I they've showed no signs of slowing down. Kane's favored slightly tonight, believe it or not. Yeah. Barkov out. Barkov going to play. Barkov in. Uh, thank you, Red. Yes, there was some question. He skated this morning, and Paul Maurice says uh, Sasha's coming back. <laughs> how do you go with Sasha Alex? Is that, That's a Russian thing. I don't know how it is. Yeah. Whatever. The, the, I just want it to be over. I want Wrap the finals to start. Let's, let's go. I don't need. Florida. Yeah. Let's yeah. get started on this. Let's go. Let's go. Um, before I forget. Alumni golf tournament tomorrow. That's right. Pretty screens. I don't have the details. Maybe you guys do, but I'm pretty sure we talked to a guy that said you can bid on some of the uh, auction items. Tomorrow's show, we'll throw a link up for the live uh, for the silent auction, which, as you you are correct, um, people from anywhere can bid on all these items. You don't have to be in the room. And there'll if be all Google, kinds of reasons. Yeah, yeah, Calgary Flames Masters alumni. You'll, it'll take you to the tournament website and from there there will be a link because every year they have the uh the auction items which yes even uh ozzy brad if he were so inclined in melbourne you could bid. go on what uh, an event bid. to get ozzy brad to oh wow Ooh la la well, and remember melbourne it's warming up here let's the go. nhl's flirting with australia there's games in september the next couple of years two years you tell oh. me this guy's not connected down there could take care of things get you into some places yeah. open a few doors we got to get him in front of batman we're ready When's to the find schedule out? come out because he was talking about that california swing he was gonna yeah, yeah. meet up and <laughs> get on the piss cali that's Urban's right whiskey whatever yeah but you know and it's a good point you bring up because again i still think very quietly in a way the alumni do so much work for the city and surrounding area raising money giving back helping out the kids and all that sort of thing and i don't know i'm i'm hoping that their event was uh, was sold out. And, it's always a great uh, event. It looks like they yeah. got some decent weather. This would be a cool way, as you say, Rhett, to, to help those guys out as they help other people out. Aren't you a member of the alumni in a, in a way? Yeah, I'm on the board. I might have got booted. I don't know. Don't know why. When he picked up his life on five days' notice, it left a few things uh, swinging. So we don't know what the status is, I guess. Eh? Hey, can you pick up my on-ice uh, session this afternoon at the hockey school? Oh, why? Uh, sure. And how about the rest of the week? I knew I and could the rely on the year. Brent Crown and Chris Colanos. See, alumni, good people. Special K. Alumni, that's right. Uh, that's probably going to do it. You got okay. some Betway bets there, uh, Pin? Yeah. Well, just because we were talking about it, uh, Carolina minus 105, and uh, I may have misspoken. It's Florida's minus 115. So Florida's sleep favorites, not the other. I saw minus 105. It's close. For somebody, it was, yeah, somebody's favorite in the game. Here are the uh, bets I'm dancing on today. You got to find a way to get Matthew Kachuk on your bingo card tonight because this is an elimination game, and he's been unbelievable. First goal is a massive number. We're big game hunting. Chucky, big spot, big results has been the name of the game. Is it the first goal tonight? If so, plus 700. And I don't mind Florida winning this thing in regulation. Maybe toss in an empty netter. That'd be great. Plus 210 on the puck line. That's a bigger number than I thought. 
That way, bets of the day. Bet responsibly. Terry only, 19 plus. You know the rules. Haven't been a lot of uh, lopsided wins in that. Uh, Not this round. In that series. I mean, four of the first four conference finals went to overtime. <laughs> so will we just stay at Jovanovsky's place or? Oh, he's Ooh. building a mass. Remember Verstig again talked yeah. about how nice his house. He's doing it again. Well, we had and him he on. Said, he said it was too big. It was too much. So he had to get rid of it and then got this other place. Now he's building the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. God almighty. We'll have our own kids. wing. Yeah. Have I'm not sure he'll let us use his boat. I want to use the boat. we got to get a boat. You do need to get a boat. Actually, the there's, garage, there's yeah. a, a, a bar I used to go here in Buffalo called The Steer. The owner is now living in down in that part of the world. <laughs> he bought a boat and he's a captain. and He'll drive you around all night. So maybe we'll call him. Aye, aye. Let's go. Yeah. Tucker. Let's Ta- go, Captain. Water taxi. Come on, Captain Tuck. Let's go. You know what? I was on the YouTube thing the other day, and I got spinning it. It was started with uh, Ty Domi, Rob Ray, and they had the fights <laughs> and all of this sort of thing. Dude, you know what you need to do? Honestly, you're an alumni of the Sabres. You need to get in someone's ear and get his jersey up in the GD rafters out there. Yeah. Who did they put up Ryan Miller's this year? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, yeah. I was just, I'm not disgusted that Ryan Miller's went up. I'm disgusted that they haven't re- put his up. He'd be a top it's five most famous Sabre, period. Stop. 100%. And he still lives there. Are you fucking kidding me? 100%. I don't know what the holdup is. I am going to start a camp. You need, uh, that, you know why? Because that's what it'll be. Somebody wouldn't think of it. Because, oh, did he ever lead the team in scoring? How many cups did it? It's not always about that. I'm going to go. Is, if, if I was good online, I would go out and I would start a social media thing. Mm-hmm. Because, and what I would say to the people is, send me a letter on how Rob Ray has influenced your life. Or the life of someone you know. Because it's his impact away from the rink that is as amazing as his impact was for the team. And his impact for the team, I call it amazing because doing I know that job is a terrible, shitty job. But he did it, and he did it against everyone and all the tough guys in an era where everyone was tough. And he was an icon in the city. And more importantly, he did anything and everything for everyone else outside of the ring. He has done too much not to be honored in that fashion. I just, and I, I don't know. It's, if it's not that, is it the Hall of Fame? But there's no real thing like a Hall of Fame. He just, he is. He is in the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame and all that. those things. You get going down and you start watching and it's not just him fighting guys. And you see the photos of all of the events he's been at, all of the charity endeavors, all the th- all the things that he's done on that broadcast over the years with him and RJ and now uh, what's his name? He's he's synonymous with the Sabers, and I don't know. I we take some of that shit so serious. Well, I should he be? Shouldn't be? Should you put it? Where is the harm in retiring that guy's number and having a banner 
he has done nothing but done the team and the city proud. You could fill that rink with people he's directly impacted in a charitable way. There's there's no way there's not 20,000 people that he's affected positively because of the charitable work he's done in this in this yeah. area. Number 32, put it up. Let's go. Let's go. Hmm. When you guys start the campaign for me there, Okay, yeah, thanks. You're, you're Mr. Calgary, all right. It's, it's going to be tough, though, because Chris Butler were 44-2, as did Jonas Hoagland. It's yeah, gonna... I don't remember Chris Butler giving up a tenth of his paycheck for a sweet for sick kids. So. Needs? It's for the kids. Rob Niedermeyer? Needs not, no. Needs is a selfish prick. Oh, oh dear. And he got a cup, so screw him. Hmm. Yeah, he did. Thanks, Scott. Why didn't Trevor get you a cup? Exactly. He got me a toothbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's good. Betway bets of the day. Be responsible and bet uh, on the app. Get the app and be responsible and uh, bet the responsible way with Betway. Uh, That's it for uh, this program. Enjoy the hockey game tonight. Uh, That's it. Special guest tomorrow. We'll have uh, Vice President of Business Operations, Jay McNeil, former O-lineman. On the business side of the stamps, giving us a little preview, we're not that far away from the season opener. It'll be the Lions and the Stamps to open the whole season a couple Thursdays from now. So that's coming up. Our buddy Dickinson was not happy with his uh, with his win with his starters the other night. Not happy. Well, Dave, who's in charge? Well, that's, I was just, you better be careful, Dave. If those players don't like you. Yeah, run you the gun you out of town. Maybe fucking back in right back Montana. to Montana. The hell of a mutant. potatoes are doing whatever. That's right. Burgers every day. <laughs> All right, buddies, enjoy it. We'll see you. See you tomorrow.